I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My name is Deckard Kane, and I'm in the Nexus. Our enemies are many, but they'll never best That's us. Right. If I find old Diablo, even I might take him down. You should always remember that we're in a different town. Uh... Horodrim, Horodrim in the house. Where's my staff? <clears throat> Stay a while and listen. Quickly in and quickly out is all the advice I can give you. This is Core. Scrolls contradict you. Wait a minute. Was that actual? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to hit that key. I'm so excited I bumped a key. That was the guy. That's the guy. Yeah. How did we get the guy? That's the actual sound file. And well, okay, no, I called my agent and his agent called him and they were like, yo, we want to do a core thing. No, he was saying things that were like so specific to the show. There's no way like the rap at the beginning thing. The rap at the beginning is a sound file in the game. I'm not going to spoil for it. You guys have to figure out how to make him say it for yourselves. I don't. Um, I, I I feel like that felt really real. My like, name is Deckard Cade, and I'm in the Nexus. Oh my booty, gosh! Booty booty So what I thought maybe happened because John uh, talked that dude into doing stuff for the Diablo show back in the day, and so I thought maybe that happened again, and I just about lost it in here. That was a that was I mean incredible. Maybe, maybe he heard they heard Corin at the last minute. They're like, "Yo, yo, we got to do a rap heroes dev team. We got to throw a rap in there for my boy John. My man's John over on Core. Yeah, we yeah. need a rap." I'm sure that's exactly how it that's, went. That's how it went down. That's just. That's yeah. I found it in there and I was like super excited. Yeah, it's really good. Also, I'd also like that this. Is he the first guy? We have two. We have now two versions of an intro with him. Well, about him. Uh, one with John, one with one with the real guy. Yeah. I don't think so we like, have anything else like if that. We, 
if we could get um, the voice actor for Deckard Kane and John yeah. together at BlizzCon oh for gosh. a freestyle rap battle, Ooh. that would go down in the history books. A rap off. Yeah, you call it a rap off. Oh, it's, it's a rap battle. It's a rap battle. Oh, it's a rap battle. battle. Sorry. It's step, <laughs> step it up or whatever. A rap off is something you do under a bridge. I think somewhere. <laughs> That's how the elves in the North Pole stay motivated. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I see how it is. Well, that was fantastic. Uh, the one with John Chatter is like, where's the one with John? Well, we're not playing them both. <laughs> what do you think Let's this is? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Hey, uh, hello and welcome, everybody. It's uh, Heroes of the Storm podcast called Core. I'm Scott with Bo and John. It's fantastic to be back. I was in Las Vegas last week, and that meant, boom, show got dinged, and we couldn't do one. We apologize. Honestly, the only real news that happened that day uh, or up to that day was uh, Deckard Kane came out like he was a and I don't I don't mean he's gay now I mean he came out <laughs> on the server and was a playable character and you could buy him and play him that's what I'm saying good that you clarified that Scott I think people were confused I probably didn't need to now that I think about it uh, which is probably your point but anyway <laughs> the uh, <laughs> nah. the point is uh, what is the point the point is Vegas was fantastic and I know the few of you who are listening now were there and uh, I want to thank you guys for coming up and saying hi lots of people asking about Bo and John which is always nice to hear as well core core resonates across the network and uh, and that felt good so does uh, there will be dungeons so we were stoked about that about that and so thanks everybody for being a part of it you also got a there will be dungeons exclusive sticker that I don't even have one of yet but everybody there got a got a bag with a bunch of stuff in it and one of them was one of those and some little core stickers over here and some other stuff. So uh, anyway, that was awesome. Sorry we missed it. <clears throat> but we have some good news coming up this June. It's back. Look out. Tie your button and poke your cheese. It's time again for the Heroes Charity Brawl. <laughs> June 2nd, 2 uh, p.m. Pacific, to, and that's 5 p.m. Eastern. That's happening June 2nd, just like it has for, well, not the same date, but we've done this for, what, three years now? This will be the third? This will be year three. Yeah, year three. 2018 edition. Yeah, this is a, a great charity that we put together with a bunch of other podcasters and people in the community uh, where we play a bunch of Heroes games and do a bunch of weird custom modes, and we do it all for charity. And uh, that charity is not the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, a foundation that is also uh, beloved by Blizzard. So we always feel pretty good about about doing this and blizzard always offers a little bit of help some giveaways some other stuff uh we're very hopeful this year about all that plus other things so without giving away too much it's exciting Bo and john in fact Bo, you've been at most of the meetings and uh getting to the planning stages are are you excited to raise money for kids and play heroes at the same time somehow i'm super stoked because i think this is the best five hours of video gaming for me in the year whoa it, it, it is so much fun playing with you guys and with the uh, other podcasters from the other shows that join up, which are, we can say that it's going to be Lords of the Storm and Into the Nexus will be there and Heroes Forge this year yeah. and um, some more perhaps not announced yet. So uh, we're super stoked, but it's like the most fun time because we're not we're not in there going like, get into bottom lane and stoke that. We're like... Uh, you know, how do you get your ass to Mars, Tracer? That kind of thing. Like, it's, it, you know, we're just trying to play the game completely incorrectly. Yeah. And everyone's having a blast. And you guys in the chat room donating. It's just super inspiring. I've not the best raiser of money over my 38 years. And you've given me something that to be proud of. And so it's just really cool. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to this year. I think we're just going to have a lot of fun again. 
And, uh, I agree. We got to beat our old records. Uh, let's let's do better than last year. Even see what we can do there. And uh, uh, you got don't forget one of the brawls that showed up was pretty pretty much the battle of the bullion or whatever the hell we called it. Uh, so yeah. I feel like we also inspire Blizzard a little with some ideas. I don't know if I've ever admitted it. I've I got a couple of sly looks uh, the last BlizzCon about this, but uh, yeah, we got some acknowledgement actually. Yeah, not directly, but you know. We saw, heard from a guy, who heard from a guy who went nudge. I was told from someone in the know that Battle for the Bullion directly inspired that brawl. Yeah, which is awesome. So we want to do, uh, we'll do that again without even, we're not going to try. It'll just happen naturally, organically, as the kids say. (laughs) Or some of the people we'll meet every week for two hours and come up with the games and Scott will say, where did these games come from? This is organic. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be great. I like it. I've been so busy. You guys have taken the saddle by the the horns. That's not a phrase, is it? There's no horns on a saddle, is there? I like it. It's good. It's a bold new way to plan, but we're... Actually, that's not true. There is a horn, right? It's the one little knob you hold on to. They call that the saddle (laughs) horn. I think it is. Holding your knob, right? Anyway... So the point is, it's coming. We're going to make a bunch of uh, uh, money for charity. We don't take any of it. It's all charity, all of it. And uh, it's a great way for the podcast communities and the game players themselves, the players of this fine game, Heroes of the Storm, to come together and do something rad for people who need it. I mean, we had had a lot of people in our chat, too. It was exciting. It was was great. Yeah. I I think we can beat every record this year. I don't. I don't see any reason why we can't. And think of this. This is the weird bit. This is one month away. So it sounds like, oh, June. It's so far. No, dude. It's a month. June 2nd is literally 30 days from today. Or is it 31? Whatever it is. All right. Now I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. Be excited. Have I'll be your... excited. I've got to move this week, and then I'll, I'll all that move anxiety will be pushed aside. Oh, yeah, Just I have a, a bunch of Tums. I have a gif of Bo moving. Look at this chat. Whoops. <laughs> this is Bo moving. Check it out. You went to the future. and. Brought back a photograph. I did. A moving picture. I will. did. And it's, it looks a lot like a really old cartoon. But um, it's, it's, it's like the, my current status is kind of accurate. I'm trying to find people to help me move. <laughs> so it's like, what do you I do? I literally <laughs> contemplated that. I was like, yeah. can I do it? You know? And the, uh, if we lived, or, if John and I lived around, we would maybe him and Ha, but we'd help. We'd totally help. Oh, uh, I would absolutely help. That yeah. said, I'm so glad I don't live close enough. Yeah, I hate moving. I hate it. Yeah, it's the worst. You thing guys ever. are too kind, kind to say it. But as someone who's helped people move, I know the whole. <laughs> I mean, I would do of it. I'd help. I do <laughs> it. I do it all the time for people that I know. I would totally do it for you. But I don't live in Canada, so I'm not going to be able to do it. However, that day I will think of you, and I might move some furniture and aim it the other direction or something weird it's like nice that. Of you. Yeah, just in celebration, Sweet. knowing Bo had to move. So how's that going to affect you? Don't know this, I guess yet, but uh, kind of a little transition with the internet and things. We don't know how that's all going to go, do we? Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, I can just call in. Terpster does it on the instance, right? Oh yeah, sure. He phones like, it in every time. I made it to the show this month. Yeah, you might you might say that Terpster always phones it in. <laughs> oh, oh, the he, let me look at me slinging Wait, I'm, shit. I'm get, I'm calling nine one one. It's actually over there. It's. It's like three two five or some shitty number like that. Oh, one eight hundred nine 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 three seven eight four two three. Is that a thing? Three. <laughs> That's, That's from the IT crowd. Oh, from the IT crowd. I remember that now. I can just see Tony Stark popping and saying, "No more pop culture references now." Do you guys have the nine one one, or do you have it? <laughs> <laughs> or is it different? Do you have a different number? 
No, we got a 911. Okay. I've, I've <laughs> that it. was maybe the most old man thing <laughs> I've ever heard. You guys life. up there in Canada, you got the dad one one? And I made Tommy's... a Murphy Brown reference today. Oh, but, uh... Now, do you have the 911? <laughs> America's technologically advanced. I don't mean it in the old guy way. It's like in in Britain, the UK, they got some weird number that's nothing like 911. It's like some other number. And so I thought, well, maybe Canada's different. Maybe they got like, you know, I don't know. It's pot. No, you know what? I, it's. I think it's fine. You're fine. We're just poking a little fun. Like, it's all fine. good. Oh, nine nine nine. Is that it over there? Zoe would know. She's from Britain, and she was at the Vegas meetup. She's a trooper, man. She Who's brought. That? Zoe brings bacon in the chat room. Did she bring bacon? Yeah, I have it. Uh, yes! it's, up, it's upstairs. It's upstairs. But she brought me this little plastic bacon loaf. And and uh, uh, Ibit and a bunch of other people got it. <laughs> yes, Malram's right. One eight hundred Mountie. There you go. Uh, all right. So this is all very exciting. I uh, can't wait, and uh, uh, we'll see how it goes in June. So we're looking forward to and it. We'll be talking about it every week too. So yeah, it'll be a big if deal. Missed, if you were laughing too much from us, you'll yeah. hear about it. Next yeah, week. if we're being dumb and you laughed, you can hear about it next week. All right, here's the deal. Deckard Kane out. Been out for a week now. I was very sad actually to be leaving. For a couple of reasons, I'm playing God of War and loving it, but now I'm behind everybody because I had to leave, and I can't take my PS4 with me. So uh, I went and did that, and it's been really busy since. My Kickstarter is going nuts, so I had to kind of buckle down on that, and there's a million things for that going on. So I have not had a ton of time with Deckard Kane, but every game I have played with him, which have all been quick matches, by the way, he might, might be my new favorite healer main. Uh, I don't want to piss Stukov off because he's he's great. I love me some some General Stukov, but uh, was he a general? I don't know what he was. What was he? Admiral. He seems admiral. Yeah, admiral. Yeah, admiral. Okay, yeah, higher rank than I was giving him, but uh, he's okay. I mean, I'm not gonna leave him or anything the way I had to with Karazim until he gets his poop together. But uh, yeah, I really like him. Here's a couple thoughts though, and then we'll go around the t- table. Uh. I think what I like about him is he's just got a very snappy kit. And I was actually worried about his kit because everything has a wind-up with the exception of the potion. But even that has kind of a wind-up. There's a little bit of time to toss it, um, but not so much a wind-up. The other uh, major bits of his kit, including his ultimate, that is Lornado, all have somewhat significant wind-up to them. And I was worried about that. Uh, from the beginning and also in my early games, I just thought that was maybe going to be an issue. Um, was kind of having flashbacks of like what Chromie felt like to me before I decided I don't like Chromie. So I was, I was worried. And it turns out that worry is completely dumb. There's no reason to worry. The Herodric Cube, yes, takes a little bit of wind-up, but it's great for lane clear. It's great for, uh, depending on how you talent it, uh, doing some really rad damage and, and decreasing uh cooldowns and some other stuff and that big triangle thing which i really what's it called what's e or w scroll uh, no roger cube no or what's the what's the ceiling scroll, scroll of ceiling scroll of ceiling that's it that's like a ceiling as in ceiling not ceiling like the thing on the top of your yeah like you seal the you ground showed us when we got on the call with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> right that speaking of which just uh, side note real quick upstairs is a girl who's seeing nick my, my son and she's super nice <laughs> she's awesome we really like her she comes over all the time yeah. they're they're making cookies or something and um which i hope i benefit from directly <laughs> no, later. is that what the kids are calling <laughs> actual cookies are being baked in an oven uh 1920s are back in a big way <laughs> so she <laughs> she's up there i come whipping around the corner and 
I don't notice this, but all down the front of me, because from lunch, there is um, like this fry sauce stuff my wife got at this burger place is all up and down my pants and the front of my shirt. <laughs> it's like everywhere on my pants and I look terrible. And my zipper's open. Just there it is. <laughs> and she's standing there. And I said, John, you'll know what this is. And so you, Bo, I said to her, hey, have you seen Avengers yet? She goes, no. I go, okay, let me ask you a question. If you got three kids and only three chairs, and no, sorry, <laughs> six kids and three chairs, but everyone has to have a chair and they can't sit in each other's lap, what do you do? And I'm testing her. And I'm not going to finish that thing because it'll people will call it a spoiler even though it isn't. Um, so I'm telling her that and I'm standing there with my freaking barn door wide open. <laughs> and she's like, uh, she's, she goes... She gets like this. She puts her hand on her hand. She and she's just this cute, adorable, nice, sweet girl. And she puts her hand on her hand. She goes, she goes. Oh, I'm not good at puzzles like this. By the way, your zipper's down. <laughs> That's how I knew. Anyways, That's sorry. So good. Sorry, I like sorry. that she told you. Yeah, it was a bummer. She was super sweet though. She would never intentionally embarrass me. But I was. I'm just. I'm a mess today. It's fine though. <laughs> she would never it. unzip your pants and then make it like. <laughs> She would never do that. No, never. Nice. Never. I hope never. Good. Yeah, that's the yeah. hope in the dream. Sorry, I know that may be skirting the line a little bit. Well, Sorry, it's just... skirting. Yes, we are in that line and everyone's skirting it. All right, so here's the thing. What was I saying? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, no, no, no. no, no so his wind-ups, uh, I, my, my, my fears were misplaced. I think that they are pretty great, actually. And I think what I like about the seal uh the thing that I was worried about is it would take a long time to draw, and it does, right? It's a it's a long cast. Um, I thought that that was going to end up being so telegraphed that people would just get out of the way. And yes, they can and do. But what I'm finding in my limited few days of experience of, of playing him is that they often don't. And it's because they've started on the far end near me, and when I lay it down, they try to go the other way because there's there's minion pressure, there's other players there, there's reasons for them to sort of panic. And they run toward the top of the pyramid, and it's so far for them that I drew I draw it before they leave and I end up rooting them. And every single uh MVP screen I'm getting best, you know, total time of rooting in the game. Uh, like I'm winning that little achievement every freaking time. It's it's a great little route. It's very helpful for your team. It's awesome. I love it. So I was worried about that. I'm not worried about that anymore. I thought the cube was going to be slow. I mean, it kind of is, but it still pops where you need it to and is a is a great little thing to mess around with. To his main point of existing, which is tossing these health files out, here's my only complaint. There are some very dumb people in Quick Match, like really dumb, low IQ, scraping the bottom of the barrel, eating their own poo kind of people, all right? <laughs> this is kind of, maybe that's a little too far. But they're dumb. No, I think some of them for sure. It's pretty bad. Um, they don't know what I'm doing, so 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 I will see a, a I don't know a, a, a Nova who would actually greatly benefit from one of these vials because she gets a lot more health off of it given her her uh, her limited life pool, health pool. I'll throw one out and she just ignores it, like just not paying attention to it. So I started getting into the, well, let's see how well we can skill shot and lead these. And because if you can hit people with them, then you, then you heal them and they don't have to walk over to it. So I'm doing a lot of aiming, trying to do that. But there's herky jerky, wannabe, stutter steppy, idiot cheese, buck, bucket, fart knuckers. They're out there just wobbling around like dummies. 
And they just are ignoring the poop I put on the ground, or at least some of them are. The ones, there's plenty who get it. Um, but what I started to find out was I'm very strong in a retreat kind of scenario. So if we're fight, 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 and now they're at full strength, and oh boy, oh, uh, the 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 uh, dragon's dead, but we better retreat. Someone hits V, blink, blink, everyone says get out of there. We start running back, and I backpedal, looking at them, sort of, and then just bloop, 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 popping them out right in front of me. They have no choice but to run over them. And then I upgrade. I do the talent where you get an area of effect, kind of a fart off of it. And it's great late game. Like, I'm keeping people healed like crazy. I think he's rad. So, oh, and Lornado's great. Uh, I thought that uh, Stay On listens a great joke, but since everyone can be woken up with damage, it's kind of useless um, in its current form. Uh, I think that Lornado is uh, really dumb on paper, but actually very effective in the game and can cause all kinds of disruption when the other team least needs it, and it's great. So, so big fan of that, and overall, just all in on Deckard Kane, and I can't wait. The, I can't wait to play the more. WE works well together right great combo yeah yeah we're all like because you're like oh they might walk out but then you've got them slow yeah and they can't get out it's got so. a bit of a timing tweak like you have to at least in my experience you got to lay down that seal w kind of anticipate when you're going to lock and launch the cube in that area where they're going to get locked so you kind of have to positionally predict where they're going to be a little bit and then pop that cube right before the lock pops so that you can guarantee a hit with it or try to as best you can. And it's very satisfying because you end up doing it a lot. Like it's it's a it's a combo that that is not as hard as it seems like it should be. <clears throat> it does take some attention. Um, but it just feels great. And then later on, while I've got health files that are automatically refilling themselves over time, that's awesome, dude. Just leaving that shit around and everyone's like, oh, oh they just, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love it, love it. So that's my I love take. that the WE throws off their path math. Mm. You know, you think like, oh, it's going to take me so many seconds to get from point A to point B. Right. And then, the, you know, I just, all right, I just wanted to say path math. <laughs> we all get, we all have a chance in our lives to say path math at least once. But, but and, the and WE, like, I didn't, seeing it in the video, I didn't expect them to work so well together. I mean, friendly teammates also slowing helps too. Like, that's. Yeah, there's a big scrum and someone throws out a big slow, and then all of a sudden they can't get out of your widely telegraphed triangle. Right. And I think part of the reason is is it turns out everybody's bad at shapes. We saw the kit and we're like, oh man, this is a slow triangle. No one will, no one will be stuck in this. And then you get in the game and you see that first line go, and you're like, I'm the smartest player. I know how to get out of the triangle. I will do this. And you start running, and then it angles, and you realize you're running towards the farthest possible point, and yeah. you're just like, well, I'm bad at shapes. Turns out I'm, I can't get out of that, this. That reminds me. That was the best review of Deckard. We, John and I were playing, and he's like, Deckard's just about shapes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shapes because it's two Deckards and it's just triangles and squares everywhere. It is a lot of that. Yeah. He's Mr. Glyph Boy, basically. Oh, and he's got a circle. Lernado's a circle. He's yeah. got all the shapes. Yeah. He's got every shape taken care of. He's even got a nice uh, cone that he does if you if you pick this to stay on. Listen. But, but so, John, um, uh, that's what I like about it. And I, and, and having been on the receiving end of somebody else playing him, it's impossible for you to know when that first line is being drawn, which if it's going to go left or right, you don't know. 
Um, right. I, you, it's it's kind of tricky. You like I kind of feel like the best strategy is to watch where the line is drawing and then just head straight for that line, assuming it's close to you. Right. You know what I mean? Because by the time it has started drawing the first turn, you're probably not going to get out in time unless you have a, a way to avoid it. Yeah, I agree. It's really cool. I like it a lot. Uh, other thoughts? Anybody else? Uh, but Bo, your what's your overall on on Decker? So it's weird because I had a lot of energy last week, and we didn't end up doing a show mm. uh, on my thoughts on it. So I'm just trying to sum them back up because I'm not playing them. Oh, um, but I was surprisingly enamored with him. Mm. I thought he was a lot of fun. Like I, you know, I was a little bit like I don't want Kane in the Nexus. I think they did a phenomenal job of what they did with everything. Mm. It's really fun to play him. Lornado's great. Yeah. And I think I just I'm just gonna repeat what you said, which is just everything feels like a lot of fun to play. It's a lot of fun to throw in healing potions. It's a lot of fun to do everything that he has on his kit. Yeah, um, he's even just hitting fun. people with a stick mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. pathetic in the right way. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Uh, that, <laughs> it, if I had only one complaint, his 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 melee. Kind, I mean, it sucks. It's not. It's terrible. It's slow think- in the way that Stukov is, but not powerful in the way that Stukov is. So. You you kind of make it. Did you try taking any of the melee talents? I haven't yet, but there's one where he gets a stun on his melee every five seconds. Yeah, Yeah, it's super fun. So like Lily's going, I'm throwing jugs, bonks her on the head to make her stop. Or well, John, John, uh, is it effect? I mean, is it effective? Do you do you feel like you made a good choice? Is that talent rewarding? I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know because I don't remember off the top of my head what it's up against but in the time that I tried it I had a lot of fun with it because mm. you're just an old man every time you smack somebody with a stick they're like whoa <laughs> and they just stop and uh it feels really good but you know his melee isn't going to impress anybody I know last week when we played our games here uh we had a moment where Kyle on Tyrael and uh Jeff on Deckard we're sitting there trying to clear a, a, a wave of minions and they just finally said, yeah, we need to do something else with our time and wandered away. They were defeated by boredom. So uh, wow. it was, you know, it's not going to win any competitions. There melee. Sure. Plus, you know, every fifth hit is not inspiring necessarily, but no. that's still, I mean, what that's one of those things they'll get uh, PTR notes will be like Deckard Kane is now every three hits or something, which would put him on par with a lot of other game mechanics where a third hit is always something like more damage or crit or um, Karazim does you know gets mana back or um, what's the, what's the other thing he does? Rule of three. Yeah. Uh, just, well, it, all of his talents give him a special bonus in the third hit. So yeah. And no one ever talks about gives him mana. Healing gives him healing, and damage gives him damage. And no one talks about rule of fives. That's not a thing. Nobody goes, oh, the rule of fives. Mario's got to hit Bowser five times. No, he doesn't. Three. Yeah. If yeah. Mario has to hit Bowser five times, the only reason people talk about it is saying how messed up that was. See? I told you. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of out of it tonight. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, John, any further uh, thinking about the the Deckard Kane there after a week? No, I'm kind of like Bo. I, I haven't really played him. Uh, the times that I've tried him and put a little bit of time into him, I really like his kit. He is surprisingly spammy. Mm. I, I noticed that every time we were fighting against the Deckard and that triangle started to come out, I had the thought of, he gets to do this again? Yeah. yeah he and just you, did this. And I you just can, had to run away. You can pretty drastically reduce the cooldown on that with a talent, I forget what level, so that every time you successfully pop, 
well, I guess Haradri Cube just going off in general will reduce the cooldown on yeah, it's every it's every hero hit is that what so it is okay three seconds shaved off of the triangle so if you're effective with that triangle or with that cube you can make it so triangles there all the time for you if you want i mean yeah. you'll have yeah bigger uptime on it so. well which is you know i mean constantly rooting at that level is pretty rad like you're a you're way more supporty in a way that isn't just straight up healing um but which you know interesting like it's because this stuff none of it screams i do damage it's all battlefield manipulation stuff with the yeah. exception of the healing area control displacement um i don't i'm trying to think who else here you know it's weird this is weird it reminds me of diva in a weird way like stuff you need to get out of pushes you out of the way with other things just kind of pain in your ass kind of yeah. i feel like that's kind of his thing as a as a support which is really fun. i mean we created last week a real obnoxious dive comp and it was a lot of fun and it felt like cheating at times uh but boy was it good yeah so yep. you know i yeah. i like being on that end of deckard cane on the end it's of that stick pretty pretty great chin barrel victim chin. i've been playing a lot of chin again oh oh really Oh, tell me about how, uh, what's, what's his, well, yeah, because he's just, he got a few talent changes and I enjoy them specifically for quick match because a lot of people play a lot of assassins. The 30% reduction of spell armor is considerable. Yeah. That's, um, that sounds good. You get good. a level seven now. So I've just been, I, but no, not even that. I think Shen is just one of my favorite characters. And we're getting to this point in the game, there's so many characters. I just want to play the characters I find fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's enough of them that you don't feel like you have a, that's not a short list anymore. And you can be yeah. still be competitive and, and have a pool that you enjoy it, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I also like that that's where we're getting with this thing. Uh, well, anyway, there you go. Deckard Kane. He's pretty cool. And for the most part, people seem to dig what he is selling. Uh, we'll probably see him on the stream tonight because I'm going to play him uh, for sure. Before we end this part of yeah. the show, I just um, I also looked up that Alexei Stukov was a vice admiral. So it just means he's an admiral that's good up good at breaking up prostitution rings oh yeah. i thought it was a, yeah. an admiral who just couldn't quit smoking just... we have to get the drugs <laughs> <laughs> this prostitution is too much hassle he'd say all right well hey let's look at the let's look at the raven lord for a minute let's look up his skirt and see what's going on <laughs> that's where the dark nexus is <laughs> <laughs> the dark nexus so some of you may have yeah. noticed if you weren't paying attention to the website the blog the video interviews or any of that other stuff when you logged into the game you probably noticed some kind of weird uh, red crystal, uh, strange-looking growth on everything. Uh, clearly, something's up uh, with the backgrounds. It's not just the nice, pretty Tron backgrounds that you're used to getting in character select. You're getting something a little little darker, a little weirder. And uh, that's all part of the upcoming uh, stuff and also what's out now. So here's what we've got so far. The Raven Lord comic which I meant to read today because I was going to do that before the show and I had too much to do and I didn't. So who's read it? I have. Okay, John, tell me about the comic uh, known as the, what's it called? Just Raven Lords here, everybody.com. What's it called? What's yeah. got a name? Uh, Rise of the Raven Lord. All right, there you Rise go. Rise of the Raven Lord. All right. Uh, so fancy one-eyed Medivh. Uh, he's, he's all about... I read it really quick uh, while I was at work, <laughs> and uh, it it's basically about him deciding he needs to to gain power in the Nexus, and he's going to do so by any means. 
and he opens up the path to the dark nexus Mm -hmm. um, and releases these uh, twisted incarnations of heroes. Although, actually, and maybe you guys can clarify this for me a little bit. So the the twisted characters that we get, um, which are basically skins in this case for Alarak and Gul'dan, um, I don't know if these are supposed to be like alternate reality versions of them or if it's the embodiment of like malice or whatever it is and they happen to just look like Gul'dan and Alarak. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Oh, I mean, the games, I mean, they're using, obviously they're using skins as a as a plot. Uh, piece right which is interesting um i kind of like them leaning into that so instead of it just being a thing to spend money on or try to get through boxes it's actually got some meaning in the world i guess um which is also a dahaka one but it gets killed oh all right yeah well there you go i don't know if that's uh wasn't ready in time so that was earth three uh, nexus three yeah there's uh there's also a dahaka one that comes out interesting Uh, Um, but uh, no it's all right it's an it's a decent enough comic it was a fun little diversion i would say mm -hmm. uh i did like that they i feel like they captured the voice of the raven lord properly um at one point like he's got that kind of smug arrogance that you see in the game where he's always just you know the the talent that seems generous you know like that kind of attitude yeah um he he manages to have that in the comic, and I thought that was a nice thing. Well, it, how's the art from uh, from that side of things? The the, the you know I mean, we talked about how I kind of had a problem with that fist on the front. Looks like they tweaked it actually a little bit, so it's not quite so papery looking. But uh, what do you think of the art? Is it okay? Um, yeah, I'd say serviceable. <laughs> serviceable. That it's, is uh, like art is subjective things are going to be for some people and not for others i it conveyed what it needed to convey it's not my style yeah it's got kind of like um we did this in photoshop sort of feel i guess like not it's not like penciled evidently well it it feels drawn you know what it feels like it feels like concept artists did it and that's okay because i actually kind of like that i like i like quick not dirty it's not the right word but quick drawn painted stuff from blizzards artists specifically i really like when that that stuff happens there's a little of that going on um i think the colors are amazing i'm like Ooh, yeah it's very colorful color. i think okay so here's what i'll say the the way the skins look yeah. in the game this art style represents that extremely well and when you read the comic when you look at like the quote-unquote skins that appear in there I think the Gul'dan and the Alarak and the Dahaka all look really cool, and it very clearly looks like this style was based around that look. And I think that part looks good. I just all the other stuff, I'm, you know, it's all right. Yeah, I understand. No, I, I my, pretty good. My first impression was similar, but um, yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty good. I don't think it's super gripping at this point, but I liked it. It was nice. It's yeah, nice to see. Hey, we're getting it, and that's what and matters here. Also, there was this interview with Debiri with is it kevin yeah kevin johnson not the basketball player formerly of the uh, uh actually i think they played in phoenix didn't they yeah kevin phoenix johnson? Suns. i met him oh really how how was that was he nice uh he was it was very brief though oh. for most of them the only one i had a 
uh, extended interaction with really was uh, Charles Barkley. Oh, what happened there? I'll, hold on a minute. Can't just jump right over that. What did Charles Barkley, what was that experience like? So Charles Barkley is great. He will forever be a hero to me. Uh, when I was a little kid, back when he played for the Suns, yeah. uh, he was my favorite basketball player. We went there to meet them during their training camp in Flagstaff. And he was running late to training. And he was trying to real quick do that thing where you go down the line and you sign stuff. Well, I was right by the front door and he was already running late. And so he got to me and he just said, I'm running late. Come back in the evening. I'll, I'll get you. I'll, I'll get you. And he went running inside. So, okay. So we go, we show up that night when they were supposed to get out, but it was the night he got injured that would end up kind of ending his career. Yeah. And so he wasn't coming out, wasn't coming out, wasn't coming out. The guy finally came out and said, yeah, he got hurt. They're actually going to take him to the hospital. Oh, geez. And I, I was like, oh, OK. And the guy, you know, the security guard or whoever was talking to him disappeared and then came back out. And he says, Charles says he remembers you. Bring him over the fence. <laughs> no way. Lifted me over the fence while he's injured. And he comes limping out and, you know, talks, talks to me, signs the basketball, goes down, signs for a couple other fans and then literally gets in an ambulance and goes to the hospital. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Is it okay that I'm picturing you being lifted over a fence at your right now, like just as I know you now? Is that okay no, to imagine? That's probably that? not a good thing to imagine. <laughs> I'm just imagining you just kind of being picked up by some giant basketball player and like just lowered to the other side and going, oh, quite a treasure you've got. Like what just being John. That'd be amazing. Anyway. Uh well that's a fantastic little side note. We got a lot of good side notes today, everybody. But uh yep. what did we gain out of this video, do you think? Like what's the takeaway? Uh Bo, what did you walk away with? Did Alan DeBerry uh, address enough of what we should expect from all this lore business or anything else in the game for that matter? Well, I'm panicking because I put it in here and meant to watch it and realized I haven't watched it. Oh, yet. all right. I watched it. You, you watched it? Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, ah! So, John. Oops. Yeah. How'd it go, John? Uh, it was good. They teased that they're going to potentially do cinematics in line with the stuff that they're talking about. That seemed like the big takeaway for me as somebody who likes the cinematics. Um, but they're very, you know, I would say they are. They seem very excited about this idea of doing more lore stuff and diving into the lore of the Nexus. And they seem very eager to get people's feedback and what they like and what they don't like and, and all of that. Um, I think the only, I'm into it. I'm super into the idea of lore for the Nexus. I've been wondering about it since it came out. It's why I spent an afternoon one time reading all the skin descriptions in the game. The only thing I would say is that they have already called this BlizzCon the game, mm. which immediately makes me think of things like the Avengers. It's the, it's the bringing together of all these separate things into one. And so when I read things like the Raven Lord comic, and granted, it's just the first issue. You gotta, it's got to settle it's got to take its time um but the strength to that is you want to see these characters interact that don't normally get to interact or see each other and we haven't seen any of that yet so <laughs> sorry that's the part i'd be interested in <laughs> i had a little water go the wrong direction i was really into what you were saying and then and then i swallowed it funny <laughs> i was trying to buy time i thought you were good you started to come back and then i stopped and saw you like Oh, no, he's not done. He's no, crazy. I appreciate that. I don't know what happened there. A little bit of gasket <laughs> problems. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I know how to swallow. What the hell's wrong with me today? Nothing's working right. Anyway, uh, 
I watched a chunk of the video. I didn't have a chance to see the entire thing. I do like that they're leaning into this. I also like that he's wearing the jacket that they gave us for that uh, summit thing. So that's cool to see. Those jackets are legendary now. They, they kind of are. I wore that in Vegas and got too hot and I couldn't wear it the rest of the time. But uh, yeah, bummer. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, to ask, did they bring up anything about Nexus Originals? Um, it's like uh, heroes. I mean, like heroes, oh, original like, uh, heroes from the next. Not, not, yeah, not the part up? that I heard. Did you, John? Did you catch any of that? Did he say anything about uh, exclusive? Not a characters? commitment, but like an illusion or like a. I you know, they didn't really commit to much with regards to that. But one thing they did say that's kind of tied to what you're you're talking about is they said that you know for this year for 2018, one of their big focuses is building content around the story of the nexus which could be potentially original you know they didn't specifically say it but it could be original nexus content they did however also clarify for anybody that that sounds scary to that it's not going to be a hundred percent of everything they put out they still might feel the need to do okay here's deckard kane in a space marine outfit they didn't use that example that's my example oh but, that'd be you know, cool though i know right no, like, space got an marine? energy stick yeah, uh, but there, so it's not going to be a hundred percent tied to the story. But as far as a lot of the content goes, you know, they're really making that a focus. So it's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff like this. Yeah. Well, cool. Because when that jumped out at me in the comic, he mentions a character named Orphea, and I was like, I think I think these are going to be heroes. I think Raven Lord's going to be a hero. Yeah, I do too. I, th- I think I it's. Think I, it's I would be shocked if they don't end up being playables in the game. Like, <clears throat> it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? If they don't do it, I'll be. I'll. I'll be totally surprised. They uh, did push back a little on the concept of characters like Raven Lord being playable, saying that they're demigods and they'd be too powerful. But you know, they also don't like to talk about heroes before they're showing them. So there's a good chance that they're you know playing maybe cool. not maybe not the raven lord but the, maybe the raven lord has a son that's mm-hmm. um the raven lad <laughs> <laughs> raven lad i was going to go with like toby raven or toby lord but yeah toby lord good. i like it that's good uh, um, but yeah he's got a kid or you know something or he's he has his own champions oh he's duh like, duh it's raven lord and his raven ward duh it's yeah. Raven Ward. That's yeah, his, his son Ward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, incidentally, I have a cousin, like a second cousin named Ward. Oh, my, my grandpa. I had name. a grandpa named Ward as well. It was like weird. It's it's a weird name, right? Like, yeah. don't mean any offense. It's just just weird. Ward. Yeah, it's weird. Also, my, yeah. I just want to throw out I, who's this old lady named Neve in this comic. Oh, the, the old yeah. lady that at first I was like, that's a weird chromie that has shown up. <laughs> I think but, I think she's his Alfred. Oh. Oh, okay. Like th- this comic like resonates. There's like infinity gauntlet gems in it. He's got a center chest for a laser. He's got Nash Maggard's eye. Mm-hmm. He's got um, you know, like all he's got an Alfred helper. I just she, feel like there's a lot of like the old lady non- reminds me, even though she's she looks like she's a little like she does look like an old chromie. Right, yeah, because she's little, she's dwarven or 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 something. Um, but she also looks like mom from Futurama, so I don't know. I don't know how to feel about her. I can't. I can't tell. I need to read through this anyway because I haven't read it. But yeah, look at her there. She looks like tiny Chromie. That's what's going on there. 
Tiny Chromie. She says, there are no way to control beings from the Dark Nexus. Unleash them and your family will never forgive you. I accept that. Go now, says the Raven Lord. Anyway. Hmm. I think the Dark Nexus is like evil. The universe where like evil Scott is from and evil John. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, there would be a Dark Nexus version of us. Goatees, pack and heat. I know what's up. <laughs> That's how you define us. We're like, yeah, we got guns. Guns and goatees. <laughs> it's That's John all. and Scott, but this time we got guns. <laughs> well, anyway, I I, got, I, I, I got one more thing yeah, to yeah. add, though. Go ahead, please. Like, for this portion of it that mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil for everyone, but I want to let everyone know about is that Deckard, you know, there's these pissed sound files. Pissed on heroes, oh, they say right. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, he actually goes into detail about several realms that we haven't seen. You would, and I take it for truth. So if you're interested in finding out, go click on him. So I'm not going to spoil it here. For sure, people, people may not want to hear it yet, but yes, there, there are reveals uh, in the Deckard pissed voice lines. <laughs> there's reveals in Deckard's piss. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying he's like he takes you he'll take you on a tour of the different realms i'm in i'm into it cool. i'm into it quite a treasure in my bedpan <laughs> <laughs> I, I will i will identify your urinary tract infection for free uh there's also these two additional videos the dark nexus videos let's have some audio on this one power of the dark nexus this is to reveal these skins, so you got some Malaraki skin business. Uh, let's, let's see what else we got here. I'm trying to skip ahead. Here we go. There's Gul'dan and his business. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I mean, they're they're just I mean, they're skins. What they have to do with the world and out and anything outside of the comic, who knows? But the comic certainly you know gives you previews of this stuff. Uh, ooh, those mounts, those dog things, mounts. Oh yeah, there's two new mounts in the game as well. Ooh. They're dark. They're dark Nexus mounts. It does look cool. Like I, I think the new skin stuff when they kind of got teased out early, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was like, eh, that doesn't seem that great. But seeing them up close and with a big price tag underneath them, I was like, oh, this stuff looks pretty good. Yeah, they're actually 600 shards though. These aren't. Like they're really good for 600 shard skins. I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, that surprises me. I was just looking at the yeah. gems cost, which I was like, oh, oh, these yeah, are they're, they're, they're not expensive shards if you want a tenth. Actually, do you like that manta manta mount? That's pretty cool. Yeah, the only thing that's expensive is the dog mount. It's 2,400, but the rest of it's 600 piece. Like they're super affordable shards. Yeah, the dog, the dark nexus hound mount is legendary. The dark nexus manta mount is epic. Uh, it looks like all the skins are epic, so yeah, 600 shards. Or 400 or 600? 600, right? I don't know. Whatever they are. Yeah. Look at yeah. Gul'dan. Look at him all yellow with his hands. That's great. It's hard to put this in somewhere, too, but part of what this is, too, you guys have been in the game since Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. The cool overlay thing they've done in the game as yeah. part of the event? Yeah, that's that cool? new. Yeah, that's, that's a... Totally. That's a first. That's totally I thought, new. I, I didn't expect that, and I think that's awesome. I, I didn't either. You log in there in the player select screen, you're like, what the hell is this stuff on the side? Like, it's all creepy and goopy and, and weird, and, and it, it's it's awesome. I love that. It's like teasy. We don't know what it means. Like, That's a great way to, to, to mess with us. I like it a lot. 
Um, now where that leads, who knows? But you know, it reminds me. You know, what it reminds me of it's like when you play Wild in uh, Hearthstone. Everything gets like a bunch of bunch of vines all tangled up in the board, and it's like a whole new looking board because there's like a giant uh, plant that took everything over. It's kind of like that. It's exciting. I like it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's too. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, Alarak and Gul'dan, weird choices, but maybe that's story reasons for the comic or something. I don't know. Uh, it's fine though. Artanis would look better, in my opinion, in a dark Nexus skin. Uh, Can't make him a bad guy. John will be so sad. That's just because Alarak's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> I I think they were two that were probably due for a new skin. Yeah. Uh, Dahaka, not so much. Maybe it's a good thing he destroyed the Dahaka one. Dahaka's got plenty of skins, including that sweet dinosaur one. But, that's that's uh, true. Yeah, I think I think Gul'dan especially, like he's a weird one. How do you make a guy with a weird loincloth, like a <laughs> exciting skin? And they found a way. So Yep. They did. Life finds a way. Hey, uh, there's an esports tab now. You guys check that out. That's a thing. Uh yeah. This was impressive. Like you weren't finished what you were saying. I just no, no, no. I'm curious. Oh, tell me what you think, because uh, I I didn't even notice it until we were. So I was looking at. Yeah. So I guess last week, like last show we did, we talked about. Hey, there's a thing up top that says Deckard on it. What's what else could be there? No. Well, there's a Dark Nexus tab and there's an esports tab, and it has links to videos and articles and stuff. So this is the beginning of building up that in client. Like, let's put knowledge in the game. So all those people Scott are complaining about in Quick Match, maybe they're not that bad anymore because they're just like very, ex- not everyone goes to Reddit. Not everyone goes to educate themselves. But if they're in the game and they trip over a manual about how to play better, they might look at it. So, you know, um, and that's not the only reason to have it there, but it's nice for it to all be there. You so, had a, I mean, I you like had it. a theory and I liked it. It was on Twitter was before I left last week where you thought, uh, or, or, or at least the idea was, ooh, a, a tab for Decker. Does that mean maybe tabs for all? The, are you putting your favorite uh, landing screens on there? Like if you really like the old uh, Sylvanas one, you can have that in rotation or whatever. Uh, and we've talked Junkrat. about it on the show. Junkrat, the best one. Yeah, Junkrat's Junkrat great. Yeah, it's really good. So, so that would be cool. I don't know if this is that though, and I'm, I'm a little bummed that it isn't. It'd be cool if you could click on that Decker tab and have big list of all of the little cool static you know 3d screens with intros they've made you know you just say that one. but they have it in starcraft too actually yeah. um, i don't know if you've been in the game for a while but right now on the main screen if you go into settings you can pick from any of the like they have a there's i was stunned i'm like there's 20 of them like these intros when you log in swoosh you can pick stukov there's one where it's like the sexy sort of close-up i think of stukov's butt and then it zooms out and it, you know his hand he looks all hot and handsome yeah i think i got that right but it's it's something <laughs> like that <laughs> and you so there's a stukov one and there's like a, a rainer one and there's a care like you know kerrigan from um when she's in a, a human dread mode um from heart of the swarm there's one like that in there and i was like oh cool so like i think maybe you're right they won't do it because they want to p- put the promotions there log in and buy stuff and here's what's new in esports at yeah. the same time, we can do it. They can do it. Oh, well, we have the I technology. I hope they do it. I think maybe if I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat about it, I would say this is something that they could put in loot boxes. Yeah. like Because that's always sure. the incentive is let's try to find a way to make loot boxes more enticing. That's another item you could put in there. I got the you know Sylvanas landing screen. 
yay. That's, I would be excited about that. No, that's a, that's a, that's actually a pretty good point. And maybe they are, maybe they will. I mean, I think people would want it. I like the idea of cycling through the stuff I like the most. I love looking at that stuff. It's super creative. And and the minute a new hero goes uh, comes out, it's like, oh, that's gone now, and we'll never see it again. It, it just feels weird to do all that work and and not have yeah. some some way to check it out again. So, who knows? That's probably not a huge priority for them, but it did get us excited ever so briefly. And I did tell Lashes that she confirmed it by saying something to that yeah she seemed no, that's really personal thrilled. i know <laughs> she seemed really thrilled that you were going so hard on yeah you confirmed it <laughs> look at that yeah I it sounds like a confirmation it. she's like this is my personal account i don't speak for the company on here you know she's like <laughs> totally like that which is great that's what she should do uh and i apologize for being dumb and we can't help it we love the game and we want to find out everything there is to find out yeah there you go that's exactly right um all right hey guess what me coming back this week means that we don't have to skip uh, There Will Be Dungeons this weekend, which I'm really excited about. So if you have not been paying attention or watching our fantastic 5th edition rules post-apocalyptic adventure in D&D, then you might want to check it out. It's every Saturday. We start at 3 p.m. Mountain, so that's 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, was that 5 p.m. Eastern? And we go like three hours on, on average, and uh, it's a blast. It's so much fun. All you need to learn and see and find is over at therewillbedungeons.com. Don't confuse that with dragons. It's therewillbedungeons.com. Some people uh, conflate those words. And uh, everything you need to know is there. Uh, so go and come and be and live because it's fantastic, and I miss it terribly. The only problem I have is uh, the, all I remember is there's a giant cyclops to fight. And I think that's right where we're at. So, uh, well, he has he has Varel, um, and for those who aren't listening, it's our lizard folk character, yeah, um, who's a savage hunter, lizard king, and he's currently in the hand of a cyclops who just said, "Where's my shiny?" That's right. That's right. Bo's <laughs> Bo's keeping himself in voice. It's fantastic. And then, uh, by the way, that that uh, lizard for those who don't pay attention is actually Kyle Ferguson famed uh heroes player and a co-host of into the nexus yeah that's right so uh that and so much more available to you each and every weekend and we're back at it this weekend at there will be dungeons.com it'll be live right here at frogpants.tv so check it out and be done you're dumb if you don't no you're not dumb you're nice if you don't but don't but you should still come check it out Got a quick email here from Jason who wrote in to core at heroesforyou.com. That's core at heroesforyou.com. And he says, love the show. I'm a patron for Unfriend Me and Jury. I'll find some extra change to jump on you guys too. Sorry. Yeah, to jump. I think he means dump, but he said jump. My question is, what's the best resource for drafting and how can I use it? I'm comfortable using the first and second pick for meta picks, typically tank and healer. But for three through five, I really have no idea how to counter pick. I can easily say, oh, they have a Sonya. I can go with Rainer or uh, an Outrange her. But then I find myself saying every game because there will always be melee heroes and I don't know, or sorry, that I don't know. What? And I know that isn't how it works. Sorry. I would love to resolve that in a semi-accurate, uh, I can't read. I would love to a, <laughs> shit. I would love a resource that is semi-accurate because I'm unsure about the sites like Heroes of the Storm, Hero Counterpicks Guide, 
when they seem to constantly recommend heroes that are supposed to be niche like Butcher and Nova. Help. Thank you. Jason. All right. Uh, Bo, you're, a, you're an expert drafter. Uh, what do you do three through five? That's that's the nebulous area, man, especially now that there's so many more heroes to play and the meta is shifting so quickly. Like three to five, you don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do there. What do you do? Sorry, stop using first and second for meta picks, but for three... Bo apparently so, didn't follow your. No, I did, but it's my fault. It's all my fault. I read it like shit. It's no, my I fault. was just trying to make sure I answered the question correctly because I did understand it to mean bands, but it's not second band. It's counter pick, right? It's, right. So yeah. he's not, not the second band because I was re- I was hearing the words, but I was not processing them correctly, and I was like, second band. How do I second band? Yeah, no, I did too when but I first read it. But he's basically saying, you know, you see them pick something, you're like, ooh. All right. Well, I better do this or whatever. Well, so counterpicks. Um, I mean, basically, we'll just go with the definition. I'm sure that you know it, so it's not to be patronizing. Just counterpick is basically you are shutting something down that they have on their team. You have a hero that will shut them down. And so if someone early picks uh, um, a Chen, let's say, you might pick up something that's got a lot of stun or you and the, the people in the last picks might start prioritizing it if your team is looking to focus that as a weak link in the draft so um, a lot of ways to try and prevent him from drinking um, so like a good example of that might be you might go for the Kerrigan you might go for um, I had it on the tip of my tongue but I can't remember mm-hmm. um, there's another hero I had in mind what is it no I forgot anyways um Uther let's just go with Uther uh <laughs> he's got a stun on cooldown like any way that you can keep hammering home uh something in a big way so um he brought up interesting things like Butcher and Nova Butcher and Nova will earn you ire in most of your drafts in Hero League and even probably in ranked if they're picked early because they get countered easy but they are counters and it's generally speaking because their gameplay is one style mm-hmm. and they don't have a lot of versatility. The more versatile a hero is at what they can do or their role, the less counterpickable counterpickable they are um, depending on the amount of knowledge. I mean, it's based on knowledge. Someone can accidentally counterpick someone and just think they've done amazingly when really they have a hero to shut them down. So right. how do you counterpick? That's up to knowledge, and there's no one resource that's going to give you all the counter picks because it's it's not. This is we come across this again and again when I'm watching content and heroes. You know, fast action Twitch games are not they're not clean like card games are. Like you know, you talk a lot about Hearthstone or Magic, and it's like you, you kind of get a sense of this card it just trumps that card. Right. And when we're talking about counter picks. I think we conflate what we mean with counter picks with this is a Trump versus that. Yeah. It just means they perform better at them. So if you don't know what those are, you have to pick that up and you're going to pick it up by t- playing with other players, uh, watching, you know, stream people who are really good at the game. Talk about it, stream, watch those videos. There's no one place for all of it. Some of them are more than others. So nobody likes a first pick um, stealth character because Tassadar is a counterpick to stealth. Now, there's a lot more anti-stealth options, but for a long period of time in the game, Tassadar was just like, why did you pick Zeratul? And boom, Tassadar is the counterpick, because the stealth is completely negated, and that's a big strength. The stealth is really important to ha- for stealth characters 
to function effectively. Right, and ban- bans um, are obviously there to to kill somebody's chance at getting a counter in some cases. But, but or if, if the average skill level, or if the skill level of the stealth player is higher, significantly higher of the people counterpicking, those people still lose. Right. Um, there isn't anything super hard. So it's just when it comes to your strategy, you're relying on what you know that is that is weak. So I don't have a recommendation for a guide or a place, but you, as you play the game, as you consume the content and become educated, you you will know those things. If they don't, if a team doesn't have a, they have a lot of squishies, not a lot of movement or stun butcher is great, Butcher can stun. I mean, he's a, he runs over people in quick match when he just gets assigned versus a team (laughs) with spellcasters and he's got a pocket healer or something. Um, so that's how you counterpick it. Also, breaking up combos. So, like, you know, we talked Tassadar and Tracer, for example. Counterpicking means they've got one half of that puzzle, and you know that there's a combo in there, and that first you have to evaluate whether it works for your team. You yeah. can't shoot yourself in the foot. That's right. what the band's for. Right. But you can break up their draft if it's also good for your team by taking it. Right. Um, so I'm not sure if you wanted a resource or if you wanted a pep talk <laughs> about this kind of stuff, but to me, that's how you're going to have to go about doing it. It's and also to people you play with. It's also this game. <laughs> I mean, Blizzard's famous for they make games that basically take the rock paper scissors model and flesh it out into full uh, full blown video games, and they've always done that. Starcraft uh, One was the best example of that in a, in a kind of modern way. Heroes of the Storm, in a lot of ways, is a is a is a warehouse full of rocks and papers and scissors, but they're 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 just all over the place in there. And some of the scissors are longer than they than other pairs of scissors, and some of the rocks are heavier and going to do more damage to the scissors that they are better against. And some of that paper will just wipe those rocks out, and you know it goes on and on and on. I think that's maybe a good way to look at it and and and, and understand that that complexity is there no matter what you do, no matter what you know. And then you tack on the skill of the player uh, himself, him or herself, and them rocking you or not. So, you know, you have to just, I think Bo's right. You just have to play and watch and listen, play some more, and, you know, kind of take it in and learn. I don't think there's any other way to do it. There's no website that tells you any of this. To give you a practical example of this thinking, too, just to not leave you completely in a lurch, is Johanna's a character I like to bring into Hero League. Because it's, people play very aggressively. They're not super coordinated. Yeah. So you got your Genjis and your Thralls in there. And she shuts a lot of that down. And your team will be scrambling in the back. And she can. you're not countering a hero. You're countering a strategy. Which is also where your head needs to be. If you're picking a tank, you're not picking it because rock beats paper. So if I take Johanna, that means Garrosh dies all the time. Right. It means you're you're disappointing their strategy. They have their heart set on anything. They have hopes and dreams. And your job is to crush them. Your job is to tell them they didn't graduate from university and they have to spend another bunch of money next year. That's beating the other team. And so that's where your head needs to be at. And I think you can only know how to fail people out of university. If you yourself, I don't know. That's I'm going to stop that. If, you have to you have to just know those things and that's going to come with time all right i would say overall um you're on the right track by asking the question like that already shows a desire to know which is sort of the first step like Mm -hmm. bo said gaining knowledge 
I think it's important to go into the games now and start paying attention. If you all of a sudden notice your team is just getting wrecked by something, ask yourself why. If you feel like you guys are stomping, ask yourself why. Um, another good thing, if you aren't sure about counterpicking, is to instead focus on your own team rather than always worrying about how do we counter what they're doing is to think, what does our team need to be a well-rounded, versatile team or to be a stronger team? And sometimes it's easier if you don't feel like you have a strength in counterpicking to say, okay, I'm looking at our team right now and we have no burst damage. We lack the ability to do it. Is that a role I can fill? And go towards that. Um, So there, there are levels to it in a lot of ways that you can you can approach it from different angles. You can approach it as counter. You can approach it as building a strategy to counter their strategy. You can get down to the hero level. You can look at a team level. You can look at your own team. Uh, and again, kind of like Bo said, there's not an easy way to do that. There are utilities on places like Hotslogs that you can use. But I think you're going to get more out of your personal experience and observations and watching pros and streamers and stuff like that than you will going to a website and getting just hard number data. Yeah, I agree. You guys remember the time Kyle and Kristen counterpicked Chogo? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's going to go down as one of the greatest counterpicks in all of history. Oh, it was amazing. And, and But they, they they forecasted what they were going to do so hardcore, the other team did. Yeah, they we was, knew it was coming. Yeah. And it totally was. And they're just like, we'll play them. And their team was crap without the Chogo. Oh, that was such a good game. Oh, that was so much. That was so good. That was one of my favorite yeah. things. We but John, John's right. If you're playing with strangers on in Hero League, just focus. Unless you're trying to disappoint, disappoint a general strategy, it's good to focus on just doing what your team does best. Yeah. If you're if you're counter picked by the other team and you're in the late picks, probably too late to to fix that. So you just need to go hard with what you have. Yeah. Go hard or go lard. All right. Hey, send us an email, coreheroesforyou.com. That's core at heroesforyou.com is our email address. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to do it. Now, I'm really hopeful. One of my biggest complaints about Heroes of the Storm is it's a hard game to stream. Not because it's not fun to watch, not because it's not fun to play, but because the engine is weird and a resource hog and it causes all kinds of weird frame and render drops and it's a pain in the butt. So uh, we're going to do that tonight. Woo! Uh, but that's good because we got to get as much practice under my belt as possible in terms of making sure we have the best possible streaming solution so that when the uh, uh, deal rolls around for the uh, charity brawl, I want to make sure that uh, we're all all guns firing on that thing. So anyway, I don't know why I tell you all that except to say, hey, tune in here in a minute and you'll get to see Decker Kane throw shit out of his coat, which is super exciting. Uh, it'll come in the form of uh, health vials that people can drink and be healthier on the other side. Oh, by the way, do you think rejuvenation potions should be purple? Oh, that's I saw a, that coming up a lot and I was like, hmm, there's a That's a good visibility. Question. It's like there's a consistency with keeping it red, you know. Yeah. But it's not a healing potion if it's a rejuvenation potion. The yeah. Diablo player in me is like, Yes, it should be purple and it's heresy that it's not. Yeah. Um, but the heroes <laughs> player is like, I get why they did it, but you can't tell me a rejuvenation potion is red. You just can't. My no, brain can't understand. Because it's not. It's not red. And it never should be. But I also understand why they're doing it. Anyway, they gotta keep things simple. Uh all right. So there you go. Oh, and don't forget when you're playing a thing I forgot to say earlier, if you're playing Decker Kane, stay around your teammates. You're encouraged to do that from the get go. It's part of your kit. 
you will gain armor, you will gain all sorts of benefits, and so will they, and you can talent those even further. So don't go laning on your own or wandering around while the rest of your team does stuff. Be there in the thick of it. You get a little circle that tells you where they're all, if they're in your little zone or not. Um, and benefit them, benefit you. Everyone benefits from that. All right. So stick around for that if you want to watch this play. In the meantime, don't forget you can support this show at patreon.com slash core show. Huge, huge, huge undying thanks to those who already do. And if you haven't, think about it because it's a great way to support the content you love in and around the Heroes community. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash core show. You can also find our website at uh, heroesforyou.com. And you can email us, like I mentioned before, core at heroesforyou.com. And you can follow us on Twitter, core heroes for the show. John underscore Jagger. That's J-O-N. No H in there. F those guys. It's just an N. N, sorry, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. It's not B-O either. It's B-E-A-U. Just want to make some clarifications. It's the French word, Bo. It means handsome. Yeah, handsome man. man. Very accurate usage of the word. Very handsome man, for sure. Uh, Anyway. uh, (laughs) uh, Anyway, check that out. Do that. We'll be back next time with a brand new episode. Tune in then, please. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.